Thanks for tuning in to Meet Me for Coffee. Today we have Grammy-nominated band Saliva. Their frontman Bobby is here, and he's going to be telling you about the band's first new music in four years. You ready? Let's do this. and roll fans you're going to be delighted with this next interview uh the band's called saliva you haven't heard from them in a long time uh well they've been kind of pumping out you know these shows across the nation um pretty consistently but bobby is here he's called roberto on this podcast though he's a singer of saliva and he's here to talk about the band's first new music in four years the single's called revelation man but first bobby how's it going dude it's going good man Thanks for having me. Thank you so uh, much for making the time. Uh, first, we got to get this out in the air. The show is called Meet Me for Coffee. It's an entertainment and music podcast based around conversations over coffee, like a kind of like a conversational style coffee, coffee date with me. Uh, do you drink coffee? I do. And I, um, but not, I try not to this late in the day. Um, and I've actually been trying to cut back lately. And and I've been doing more decaf. Okay. Um, How do you take it? But I, hey man, I I love coffee. I need it, especially on the road. Yeah, absolutely. How do you take your coffee? Um, I like, believe it or not, man. The best thing that I've found for the past couple years has been the cinnamon toast crunch creamer <laughs> from the store. And if you've not had it, it's like man. It is, is way too good. So I can't, I feel like I can't drink anything else other than that now. You Americans have so many different varieties up here in Canada. I feel like it's just like, yeah. you know, cream or no cream. So it's a, uh, right. It, it's, yeah, entertainment. So it's entertainment like for me to go down to the South Southern border, you know, go down across the border and see all this crazy stuff on the shelves that we don't have. Uh, that That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like that's the one that, um, and you can't always find it, but you know, usually you, you know, it's available. Um, so I, I like that one, but yeah, I mean, I like sometimes regular cream too. It just depends. I mean, if you don't have access to that particular one, but I mean, sometimes dude, if I went to like Starbucks or something, I would just get it black. And then I would bring it back to my house and I would put that cream in it. <laughs> uh, if Starbucks is listening right now, that's a pretty good option to have on your menu because uh, yeah. my friend loves it. Um, Revelation Man, uh, the first uh, new music from Saliva in four years. Uh, it's about a guy who can't accept his own struggles with addiction and uh, hits rock bottom. And that's the only way he sees a light. Uh, what, what, what is the the whole concept? Where'd you derive um, revelation man from what's the story behind it? Like, is it from some actual happening in your life or someone's life? I mean, probably multiple occurrences with me, but I, um, you know, this whole record reflects a lot of, the struggles and things that I went, went through. Um, and I would say, you know, as we just put this, you know, we started writing a couple years ago and, um, 
you know, we tour a lot. So to just dedicate two months straight to recording to make a record just doesn't work that way for us. We just, we have to spread it over time. So, you know, when you're writing, we don't really think about, oh, let's have a song like this or have a song like that. You know, we just, you know, it's a riff and, oh, that's cool. You know, let's, let's put this together. And then the vocals come after. And as I'm living with the, the songs, um, you know, I just, sometimes I'm feeling it. Sometimes I'm not. And, and this is where I record everything right in here. Honestly, like here's my, believe it or not, I sit right here and my computer's right here, and I track everything through this SM7. So what you hear is all done in this room. Um, and, and it's interesting because a lot of people don't know that. That's um, But, yeah, I end up sitting in here, and I'll write. I like to work at night, typically. Um, but, uh, you know, with that song in particular, um it's more of just, yeah, about a guy that can't accept, um, you know, his addictions, but he basically has to go to hell to, to see the light and come back, you know, had to die to find a revelation, had to die to live a revelation, um, you know, and, and I actually co-wrote it with uh, this guy, Zach Malloy in Nashville, who has co-written a lot of, a lot of big rock songs. Um, and he was a singer for the band called the Nixons from like the nineties. Uh, he's a great writer, just great. You know, there's another guy, Blair Daly, that's a partner of his there in Nashville. I write a lot with too. And, um, that was just one of those songs in particular when we were kind of discussing on why we would, what we're talking about, and what we're writing about. Oh, absolutely. And, and do you find co-writing with others? It, it, does it help you? Um, like how does it help you? Um, I think, lyrically yes it, it it can because they can they can take what you're trying to express you know that's what these dudes do like daily man you know they're writing every single day so they know all these different scenarios and they know what you're writing about and they can kind of take that and um raise the bar a little bit i guess you know um you, you, with with what I'm trying to get across, because I might have a line that's great, and he's like, "Oh, I see what you're where you're going. What if it's this, you know?" And you're like, "Wow, it's cool to have two perspectives." And that's how music is anyway. Like you know, it's like people, you know, being able to have their own um, perception of the song is is great i mean you know some guy might think oh man revelation man this is killer i'm gonna work out to this and get pumped up you know and then you, you know go <laughs> you know go to the gym and and, and get ripped but as another person's probably thinking you know this uh this this makes me feel hits the feels a little bit and and um knowing what this guy's going through and stuff Absolutely. It goes through like all the, the, the angles of music production as well, right? Like you go record a record, the same person who mixes it 
should probably not master it, right? That, that's that's the whole kind of rule. Like everybody has their own little job to do. And if it can help you along co-writing with someone who can kind of help you articulate your your idea or to kind of like massage it into, into sounding a bit better to your liking, um, it can definitely help with your creative juices, right? I mean, I'm sure there's other ideas that spawn from you going to write with that one person um, for that one particular idea, right? There could be like many other ideas that kind of come up too, right? Yeah. And you just, you just never know, man. It, like every song's different. And I, I've always liked co-writing. I just feel like you, um, you can come out with the best. It's good to bounce ideas off of people, you know, someone you trust. And, um, you know, it's like this. We're about to go to release another single um, after this one that was, you know, not co-written. It's just one I wrote right here in this room. You know, so you never really know how how it's gonna how it's gonna go. And and I don't shut it out ever. Like I always I always like like co-writing and um, just trying to write write great songs. You know, I don't want to rewrite the same song over and over again. So. Yeah. I mean, like it, it could be kind of a, a tricky thing. Um, writing a song, I know there's a thing called writer's block, but that goes for everybody. There's, you know, the writer's block for guitar players and bass players. And, you know, I'm currently in one too, right? Where I just keep kind of screwing around with the same thing and I got to put it away for a bit and just kind of clear my head. Um, yeah. I think that's really what it is, is that sometimes you just become unmotivated and, it's finding that motivation again. Cause there was a time I didn't want to do anything and I was like, ah, I was kind of over it. And then something will happen and you'll just like when all the COVID stuff happened, it was like, everybody's putting a record out. Everybody's writing a record, you know, because it's like, it, it's that kick in the, in the ass or it's like something ignites an, a new fire to, um, to want to, uh, you know, let your creative, uh, juices flow, man. And sometimes you you need something to happen, something I want to say just tragic, but you know, something changing, you know, yeah, to to, to get you back in into the writing mode. Twenty eleven was a very fantastic year for you because um, you ended oh. up joining <laughs> Saliva. Right. I had a I had this little idea that I would look back. Uh, on 2011 and kind of age myself and you uh, yeah. the biggest songs in rock at that time here are some so the Foo Fighters had Rope that was mm-hmm. from their uh, their one record there and uh, the Black Keys a Lonely Boy uh, country song from Seether one of my favorite songs from Bush Sound of Winter and uh, the Sick Puppies Riptide were also on there too so like the thing is with rock it it doesn't age like it, it's, just, it's like you heard this song yesterday and you still love it right it's not disposable you have your fans for saliva and they'll always love saliva right like it's uh rock is a very cool genre it's almost like uh it's like country right country and uh and and rock have this religious following of fans w- what is the craziest story um, of people following you. I mean, I'm obviously like saliva has a humongous, you know, a reach in the United States and you do draw a lot of people. Where, where's the farthest someone's traveled to see you? 
Um, man, that's a tough question. I mean, saliva, believe it or not, has, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. The fans are everywhere. Um, we went to Australia and it was packed every single night and the people, girls were on their boyfriend's shoulders singing every single word to every song. You're like, you guys look like you should be a fucking Justin Bieber concert. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just, it didn't seem no, like normal, but you know, there they love rock. Um, a lot, you know, and they don't get American bands all the time. So um, Europe, same way, you know, UK, the band has not been in the UK in a long time. And, and we've been trying to get back there and things have just happened and come up. And we thought we were going to get there early this year, February, March. And it, it didn't happen. We had to postpone those dates, schedule, reschedule, whatever. Um, but, you know, those shows were always great too. You know, last time we were there, as far as like the farthest anyone's traveled in, in the States, I don't really know that I, I know that I'm sure there are people that have, you know, they get in their car and say they're going to drive to this show we're on or some festival or something. Um, I think there's a lot more of that, not just for our band. There's just people that are road tripping to festivals all over the United States. And I think the festival's, is what is really helping rock sustain and stay alive. Like, like the Danny Wimmer stuff and Blue Ridge rock fest and all the, all the big festivals, um, you know, not to mention like someone can pay, you know, four or 500 bucks and literally see all of their favorite bands across the board, you know, for a weekend. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's, especially with like concert prices now, you, you know, you want to go see Guns N' Roses by themselves at an arena, you might pay that for one ticket, you know? So it's it's cool. The festivals are able to, to give, you know, um, all the fans, you know, something to look forward to as well. A lot of these fans are, you know, they're already talking about 2023 and 2022 hasn't even happened for some of these shows. It's incredible because yeah, you're right. You know, I, I'd rather, you know, try, I, I'm at a, that's a Toronto, Ontario, Canada here. So um, I'd rather travel six hours and spend the $170 uh, to go see more than one band. Like I, I spent $170 to see Metallica, you know, and of course, I saw Avenged Sevenfold and Bullbeat and whatever, but I could travel and see like, you know, five times the amount of bands, if not of a bigger magnitude, like just like Metallica, right? So yeah, um, these are these are pretty big festivals, right? You know, there's the EDM festivals, but I don't think they had, have anything in compared to the rock festivals, how how much of a legendary presence they have. You know, there's a 7,000 tons of metal, and I always wanted to go on that cruise. Um, and there's a lot of cool festivals um, within the genre. Um, well, what are some artists right now that you're just kind of discovering and, and, and listening to for the first time? Um, I discovered a band called Hangman's Chair. Okay. And, and it's crazy because they probably only have like, I think they had like 
30,000 listeners a month on Spotify or something. So they're not a, a super popular band, but they had a couple songs that, um, that I, I somehow discovered that I was like, wow, this is really cool. The guy sounds like old, old Ozzy, like, you know what I mean? And it's almost like Alice in Chains, you know, meets like corrosion of conformity, like with Ozzy singing. So it's really, really cool. Um, but then, you know, I like, uh, I like a lot of stuff, man. You know, I like, uh, you know, ghost. I like, I like a lot of, I grew up on like a lot of the classic stuff, Sabbath, Zeppelin, priest, um, you know, and then as the nineties kind of came through, I, I was really into like house and chains and like Soundgarden and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, but it varies, man. I like Seal. I like Phil Collins. I like, I like Limp Bizkit. You know, people give, people give bands like that shit. But I think people give bands that just anytime you can become really popular. I'm waiting on people to start giving Gojira shit. I'm sure that's coming, you know, because <laughs> they're fucking awesome. And like, I, I saw them live uh, last year. I was like, Dude, this band just sounds really, really good. You know, just sonically, they've got like all the elements. But and, you know, yeah, that band really came together. You know, it, just from the uh, their their original record, that one uh, was it called the Backbone was one of their songs or something like that. It's I've seen them live a few times. Like just freaking rock, right? They just just mm-hmm. pound it live, and uh, definitely they they're underrated. Like people still don't know about that band around here it's like yeah i want to see metallica but like man i saw gajira like this was almost if not just as good if not better you know it was it's fantastic um yeah like to be a musician i always look back and this will happen guarantee when i'm uninspired i listen to black sabbath i don't know why that kind of ignites something inside of me um and then you know yeah, I just get back to being me, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. uh, but you all, you have to broaden your horizons. You can listen to Seal. I listen to a lot of Latin music. Uh, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of, you know, jazz and, you know, R&B and stuff. And, you know, I've also become more open to having people from other genres on my show because of that, right? It's, because uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's refreshing. It's, um, it helps you open your mind. And maybe one day, one of the big rock bands will have some, you know, Latin influence in on their, their music, right? Like, um, and that'd be a humongous crossover. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I just, I like good songs. And, yeah. you know, sometimes they're, you know, a lot of, you know, when fans are become fans of a band, you know, it's, there's a connection there. And a lot of times what really happens is, is the bands, like the fans want the band to live up to whatever that record was or whatever, but it's really fucking hard to do that, man. When you, when you're writing, when you're writing a record, um, a lot of times you have your first, you know, you have your whole life to write your first record. Think about, you know, Guns N' Roses, you know, on Appetite for Destruction. It's like, there's the bar. There's where it's set. It's like, okay, how the fuck do we top that, you know? And then people go, oh, they got too soft and then November Rain or they just not cool anymore. And stuff. It's like, sometimes bands are just moving, you know, with the times and, and you know, you're trying to please your, your fan base. 
but you know, fans come and go too. I mean, fans come and go, especially in the United States. I, I found fans don't come and go overseas though. They're fans for life, man. Fans for fucking life. That's why go watch any of those videos in South America and like all those places. It's all like Maiden, you know, ACDC, Metallica, Priest, those same fucking people, dude. As long as they're alive, they're there. They'll never, they never turn their backs on, on the bands. I fully not agree saying, with you. I'm not saying people in America turn their backs on, on bands, but they're, they're just too fucking judgmental on like what bands are doing. You know, let the band breathe, let the band be the band. I mean, if they put out a fucking reggae record, then yeah, maybe you can give them shit. But it's like, you're not in their shoes. You're not in, the, and you know, you're not there what they're trying to create and, and do, you don't really know the, the story. So I, I just feel like, you know, people are just way too quick to judge with this, one of these things right here. You know, this is it, dude. Yeah. yeah. This is the way of the world. It's the way of the world. So people want to, um, you know, somebody's giving me shit right now. You know, and I don't even this thing. You know, I don't even know if this is live yet. Yeah, you know what, man? It's uh, it's true, right? Like it's people get upset when you, you know, you you challenge those people who are beyond the the keyboard there, and that's like, hey, man, yeah, let's, Dude, let's, let's talk about it. I don't even like. I never look at any of that stuff. Like somebody sent me something to my phone, like a screenshot, like yesterday or two days ago, and it was like. Um, it was blabbermouth and, and was like saliva vocalist says uh, uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest will have both singers. And, right. and I did like a podcast with the guy the other day and interviewed. I was like, fuck, dude, that happened quick. Um, you know, but I don't ever look at any of that stuff or pay attention to what people say or what the comments are because I really don't care. Yeah. Does it, does it, does it make you feel weird that like the old singer from your band just came out and said, you know, I want to make a new record with, with, with saliva. Did he say what now? Like one of the articles I read said that when Josie came out and said that he's going to make a new record with saliva or tour with him or something like that. Um, or maybe it was an idea he had, uh, does not, does not kind of hit you kind of weird sometimes if you just hear it out of of left field and. No, I mean, the the thing is, is that if he wants to, nobody's stopping him from making a record or, 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 you know, making songs, you know, he hasn't done anything in a long time, over a decade, you know, um, he could have, dude, he could have three, four records out by now. Yeah. You know, but he's doing the family stuff, you know, he's got his family, he's got his, his stuff he's doing at home. I don't know what he's doing. Um, we don't necessarily keep track with what he's doing. Um, you know, I know he and Wayne speak on occasion, but you know, that was, he was going to come back. They were going to do this reunion thing. And then it just didn't happen. It didn't line up. A lot of things didn't, didn't pan out last year for that, for the 20th anniversary of the every six seconds record. And so then it turned into, well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And then, you know, we're going to put out a record in four years. We're going to do that. And then now we've got this show that he's going to come join the band in September, Blue Ridge Rock Fest. He's going to come join the band on stage and, and do a few songs. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'm happy that you're open to this. Like, it's it's so cool because, you know, why feel um, 
like you're the odd man out, you know, yeah. I, I can see some situations being like that. Right. I respect, I respect what that band built. I respect all that. You know, there's no, there's nothing, no animosity, you know, um, I, but you know, we also, we built a business in, in the past 10 years and, you know, that's something you don't just like, you don't just throw it to the side. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to, to happen and take place with, um, you know, scheduling and, and, you know, a lot of shows you're booking out six months to a year in advance. Yeah. So, you, you'd have to get together with the new guy or the old new guy. Yeah. And, yeah. And, out, right? and if, if that's going to, if that was to ever happen, you know, it's, it will happen. But, you know, I know right now we're going to, we got this record that we're going to do and we got this show, we got a bunch of shows, but the show that he's going to do, it's going to be good for the fans, you know, fans of saliva, um, you know, especially the original back in the, back to the day uh, is going to be um, something to see for sure. It's going to be cool. He had a good song with uh, Chad Kroger. Like, I think it was like the theme song to Spider-Man or something. Yeah. That yeah. was a freaking banger, that, man. That That's what made, that's what put Hero. like, him and I guess you know saliva too really I mean just him being a part of that song you know yeah. in in the in the light of that whole the just commercial like you know that was a big song globally you know and uh I mean that movie was massive yeah I remember it yeah. it's funny because Chad Kroger originally wanted uh, Jerry Cantrell and Jerry Cantrell was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, that's just the story that I was told, but he, he was wanting Jerry Cantrell to be, to play the, the guitar and, and sing the other part and hero and Jerry declined it. He just declined, I guess. And uh, Nickelback and Saliva were managed by the same guy. And he was like, you know, Chad, let's just get Josie on it. And that's how it happened. Yeah. Jerry Cantrell seems to say he's okay in a lot of things. I asked him to take a picture with him at one of the concerts. He says, no, I'm okay. It's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> sounds good. Maybe I just won't buy your records anymore. <laughs> Man, but, uh, I, I, you know, I've had, I've met Jerry like twice, just kind of in passing or whatever. And he was always great. He was yeah. always cool. Actually one time, uh, at Nam, he came in the bathroom and was at the urinal next to me. What? With um, Jerry Cantrell? Did you talk to him at all? Oh, yeah. No. So he he came. Uh, he was in the it's literally the urinal next to me at Nam. <laughs> and I think I said I don't even know what I said. I was like, well, man, this is this isn't awkward. And and I think he said it's only awkward if you make it awkward. <laughs> He said something like that. <laughs> I don't know why I even said that. It was just fucking crazy. But this was probably, man, 12, 13, 12, 13 years ago. It's a long time ago. Anaheim, Nam. Um, then I went and saw Living Color that night. I, I've had those guys on the show too. Like, yeah, awesome great. guys, man. Yeah, well, super, super cool. I appreciate your time, uh, Bobby. And uh, let's do this again as soon as we can, man. 
Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Meet Me for Coffee this week. That was Bobby from the band Saliva. If you like interviews like this, please subscribe to our channel, whether it's a podcast channel on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Check out meetmeforcoffee.co, get in contact with us, and let us know who you want to hear on the show.